Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Saturday. It's a special Saturday edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. The 2021-2022 NBA schedule has been released. And of course, that means that the Grizzlies know who and where they'll be playing throughout the majority or throughout their entire 2021-2022 schedule. The great thing about it is 82 games on the schedule. The season starting in late October, the NBA has done a good job uh, besides a condensed 2021 season of getting things back to as close to normal as possible. And they've also built in a few more rest days this year to accommodate teams that obviously have been playing quite a bit of basketball over the past year plus. Of course, you can find the show at, and myself at StatsSAC on Twitter. My name is Sean Coleman. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, have been covering the Grizzlies now for three years, writing for them about them over at Grizzly Bear Blues, your host here at Locked on Grizzlies. You can find the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. In the first segment of the show, going to break down some interesting stretches and numbers from the schedule that are both fun and a bit advantageous for Memphis when it comes to their schedule next year. In the second segment, going to look at the eight games that are most interesting from the schedule in terms of the Grizzlies. And then in the third segment, a bit of fun when it comes to Jared Jackson Jr. Some Betty Dodds for individual player awards are starting to come out for next season. Jared Jackson Jr. is getting quite, his name is quite popular among those odds. We'll look at a few awards that really could be encourage, an encouraging outlook for Jared next year. So let's jump right into it. The Grizzlies schedule was announced. And when it comes to the Grizzlies schedule, the thing that stands out among all else, they have a very tough start to their schedule as well as a very tough end to their schedule. Thankfully, Many of those games to start their schedule and end their schedule are going to be at home. But the Grizzlies, in my opinion, probably have one of the tougher starts to an NBA schedule among all the teams in the league next year. They start their season out welcoming the Cleveland Cavaliers to the FedEx Forum on October 20th. But then the Grizzlies will get a two-day rest head out to the West Coast, and then on the 23rd of October, they play the Clippers. On the 24th, they play the Lakers. A two-day rest after that, and then on the 27th, they play the Blazers, and on the 28th of October, they play the Warriors. The Grizzlies are going to have one of their longest road trips, one of their West Coast road trips, and in terms of the competition, one of their toughest road trips within the first five games of the season. Yes, that means that there could be a good chance for a slow start for Memphis. However, with that road trip being at the start of the season, obviously the Grizzlies should be at one of the points during the season when they'll be their most fresh as well as healthiest. The Grizzlies, you know, a big benefit for the Grizzlies last year was their depth. That they can go into the start of this season with everybody healthy, that certainly could play a big role in them maybe being able to navigate that tough West Coast road trip to start the season as best as possible. But then right after that, the Grizzlies are going to be playing against four teams that are likely going to be in the playoffs this season. Right after that, the Grizzlies come back home, and their first three opponents at home are Miami, Miami and then two games against Denver. So between the second and eighth game of the year, not only do the Grizzlies have to go on one of their West Coast road trips in the season, but they also have to play from their second through their eighth game of the year 
seven clear playoff contenders for both, both the Eastern and Western Conference. It's certainly going to be a tough start to the schedule for Memphis. Fortunately, the schedule gets a bit easier to navigate after the first five games. Once the Grizzlies get back from that West Coast road trip, they get back and they will play Miami on October 30th. The good thing about it is, is that starting on October 30th against Miami through December 13th, that six-week stretch of games that's within the first 30 games of the season, over that six-week stretch of games from October 30th through December 13th, 16 of the Grizzlies' 23 games over that stretch are going to be at home. So once they get past the tough part of their schedule, they're thankfully going to be able to be at home with some built-in days to rest. They should be able to get right back on track if they were to have a tough start to the season. That is the home-heavy part of the schedule. The road-heavy part of the schedule for the Grizzlies is going to be in a familiar spot on the schedule. It seems like that over the past few years, the Grizzlies have been on the road quite a bit in February and March, and that's happening once again this year. The Grizzlies play Chicago in one of their biggest games of the year, one of their nationally televised games. They'll play Chicago on the 17th on Martin Luther King Day. Well, then right after that, the Grizzlies start a road trip on January 19th. From January 19th through March 20th, that stretch does include the All-Star break, the Grizzlies will play 25 games over that two-month stretch. 18 of those 25 games will be on the road. So the Grizzlies really must, if their season were to start slow due to the competition that they're facing, they really then must once again make the most of their opportunities in November, December, as well as halfway through January to put them in a position to where they're going to be able to handle being on the road quite a bit. Again, from January 19th through March 20th, 18 of the Grizzlies' 25 games will be on the road. But then after that, once the Grizzlies get past that part of the schedule, seven of their last 10 games will be at home. But that doesn't mean that those to that 10-game stretch is going to be any type of easy navigating for the Grizzlies. Here's how the Grizzlies' last 10 game of the schedule, last 10 games of their schedule reads. They'll face Brooklyn, Indiana, Milwaukee, Golden State at San Antonio, Phoenix at Utah at Denver, New Orleans, and Boston. You easily could see eight of the Grizzlies' last ten opponents being in the playoff picture in either the Eastern or Western Conference. And you easily could see it being nine or ten teams if New Orleans or San Antonio are in the play-in conversation. It's going to be a very tough end to the season for the Grizzlies. You certainly hope that they'll be able to run into a few teams whose um, outcomes are already determined, and perhaps a few of those teams will be resting their players. That's obviously not a guarantee, but it could certainly work into the Grizzlies' favor if that were to be the case. Now, a few other things that do stand out as far as being favorable for the Grizzlies are this. They do play 14 back-to-back -back occurrences during the 21-22 season. However, the Grizzlies have one of the fewest amount of three-game in four-night stretches this season in the league. They only have eight times this year where they will be playing four games or three games in four nights. After last season, where it seemed like every two weeks they were playing four games in five nights. 
Another big thing for the Grizzlies is that while they had the few one of the fewest amounts of three games in four night stretches this year, they also are third in the league when it comes to the amount of two-game rest stretches that they have. The Grizzlies have 18 occurrences this year where they have two days of rest between games. That is certainly going to be a huge, huge benefit to them as they try to accommodate getting through this season coming off such a tough, condensed schedule last season. 18 different two-day stretches between games will certainly work to the Grizzlies' favor. Ed Coupler looked at the rest days for teams across the NBA, and he determined of each team's games which teams have the best advantage when it comes to rest. And the Grizzlies' schedule, due to their days of rest, allows for them to have the third most advantageous schedule when it comes to rest. They have the third highest amount of games in which the Grizzlies will be the more rested opponent or will be the more rested team than their opponent. So while the Grizzlies have a tough start, and a tough ending to their schedule, they do have one of the best assortment of rest days built into their schedule, which is certainly a nice contrast from last year. All in all, it's going to be quite exciting. It could be a bit of a slow start, but then right after that, the Grizzlies will have the chance to play in front of their home crowd quite a bit to get the season going the way that it wants, and then obviously navigating through a tough two-month stretch in which it'll be on the road a lot, coming down to a home stretch of the season where the Grizzlies are going to be playing a lot of meaningful games. It'll be quite fun to see, but thankfully the Grizzlies will have plenty of rest built in to hopefully keep them fresh, keep their depth in place, and discourage any chance of injury unlike last season. But obviously, the Grizzlies stretch this se- the Grizzlies will have different stretches this season where they'll be successful but where they also may struggle. But what games in particular really stand out as quite interesting when it comes to the Grizzlies? I'll break that down in just a moment. The month of August is here, and of course, if that means that you enjoy wagering and betting on sports, football is right around the corner. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back to the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easy way, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Visit BetOnline.ag today. Make sure to tune in to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast next week. Several special guests will be joining me to talk about some fun aspects. How did the Grizzlies offseason go? Why John Morant has some pretty fun projections for himself across some of the deeper dives when it comes to advanced analytics. We're going to discuss that and much more on several editions of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast next week. Make sure to stick with us and tune in. A few other fun tidbits from the Grizzlies schedule during during next season are that one benefit is that the Grizzlies, though they do start the season on one of their toughest road trips of the year right off the right out of the gate, the Grizzlies do not have to travel again to the West Coast 
after January 9th. They go to the West Coast once again to play the Clippers and the Lakers for the second time at the beginning of January. But then after January 9th, the Grizzlies do not have to make another West Coast trip. Memphis also has seven nationally televised games next year, including that fourth game of the year against Portland, but also back-to-back games on January the 14th against Dallas, as well as January 17th against Chicago when the Grizzlies will be playing the Bulls in the MLK Day game. Always one of the biggest games on the calendar for the Grizzlies and the NBA schedule. Eight games, actually seven games, stand out on the Grizzlies' 2021-2022 schedule that really seem to stand out for different reasons of excitement when it comes to potentially who's playing at Memphis, festivities that are going on, the returns of certain players that the Grizzlies moved on from this past year. All those things play into the seven games being really, really interesting on the Grizzlies' schedule. They may wind up not being the seven biggest games on the schedule, but they certainly are interesting after having looked at the schedule over the past 24 hours. The first game that really stands out is on November 13th. The Grizzlies will be heading to New Orleans, in which they'll be facing their their rival, their, their current, probably their biggest current rival, in the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson, and of course, the beloved Jonas Valanciunas. The Grizzlies will be traveling to New Orleans, playing him for the first time. It'll be the first direct matchup between Steven Adams as well as Jonas Valanciunas, a pivotal matchup for two teams that are going to have playoff aspirations this year with the Grizzlies and Pelicans. That'll be on November 13th. On November 15th, another big moment for the Grizzlies will actually be when Houston comes to Memphis. And the reason why I highlight that as a fun, as a fun day is because we've all seen the moves that the Rockets have made. They really have taken a significant step forward with the young core that they drafted. Alperin Shingen, Yusman Garuba, Josh Christopher, and of course, Jalen Green. They'll be making their first trip to Memphis, and we know that John Morant has quite a relationship with both Jalen Green as well as Josh Christopher. It's going to be a fun matchup for years to come between Houston and Memphis. We get to see the first part of that on November 15th when Houston comes to the FedEx Forum. And then those actually games are that are back-to-back on the schedule on November 13th as well as November 15th. Well, then another stretch of games being back-to-back on the schedule will actually be when the Lakers come to town for the first time this year on December 9th. Always awesome to see LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and now Russell Westbrook coming to town. You know that the Grizzlies fans always love seeing the best players in the world. Obviously, that starts with LeBron James. He'll be making his return to Memphis on December 9th. But right after that on the schedule, it could be arguably the most fun day of the year when it comes to Grizzlies and Tigers basketball. At the start of the day, the Grizzlies will be, or the Tigers will be playing Murray State, obviously the alma mater of John Morant. And then that night, Houston will return to play the Grizzlies. It really could be John Morant's favorite day of the schedule, not only welcoming back several familiar faces from Murray State. If you remember during the 2019-2020 season, one of the best events on the calendar was seeing the interaction between John Morant and the Murray State faithful when the Grizzlies did this, where they had Murray State come to play Memphis and then played a game that night. Well, the Grizzlies will be doing the same thing, bringing Murray State to play the Tigers early on the day Saturday on 
December 11th, but then also will then be playing Houston that night. Of course, a team with a roster full of players, John Morant is quite close with. So December 11th could be quite a special day for John Morant, getting to see his alma mater come play the Tigers, as well as several of his friends on the Rockets come play the Grizzlies that night. Another really interesting stretch of games in terms of back-to-back -back games will be January 14th as well as January 17th. That's when the Grizzlies will have two back-to-back -back nationally televised games. They'll have Dallas, they'll be, at, I believe, at Dallas on the 14th, and then they'll welcome Chicago to Memphis for the Martin Luther King Day game. Always a great festivity, always a wonderful and festive day celebrating the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, but the Grizzlies will have two nationally televised games back-to-back. -back. One, obviously, that's always crucial against the Dallas Mavericks, but also where Chicago, who is one of the teams that had one of the more exciting offseason, they will obviously be coming to Memphis as well. So another stretch of back-to-back -back games that's quite exciting to see for Memphis. Another thing that stands out is that on February 16th, the Portland Trailblazers will be coming to Memphis in the last game of the second half of, or the first half of the season right before the All-Star break. The thing that stands out about that game is that it was just like two years ago when Portland came to Memphis to play against the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies beat Portland to take a sizable lead for the eighth spot in the play in, in the Western Conference playoffs into the All-Star break. Well, that could be a similar setup this year with Portland once again returning to Memphis to play the Grizzlies in terms of two teams that likely are going to be in the playoff hunt at that time. Could be really interesting to see another very important matchup between Dame as well as John Morant. Then, of course, March 9th, the Grizzlies will be welcoming back Jonas Valanciunas to the FedEx Forum. Obviously, this isn't the same as, as seeing Mark Gasol. This isn't the same as seeing Mike Conley, obviously. But with as loved, beloved as Jonas Valanciunas is, you know that this is going to be re a return. Several Grizzlies players and fans are going to enjoy. Jonas Valanciunas will be returning to the FedEx Forum on March 9th. And then on March 26th, it will be Milwaukee and Grayson Allen. That'll be returning as well as, you know, the, the 2019 um, or the 2020-2021 NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. They'll make their one trip to Memphis on March 26th. It's going to take a while to wait, but the Grizzlies will be able to welcome back Grayson Allen as well as the NBA champions from last year. So just a few fun highlights out of the schedule. Several instances where the Grizzlies are going to have back-to-back -back games that are going to be a lot of fun for fans to see here in Memphis and see live, obviously, in the FedEx Forum. You're going to see the return of Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen next March. LeBron makes his return to Memphis in December. The Murray State the Murray State double day between the Tigers and Grizzlies will occur on December 11th. Of course, we may get to see some other fun games in which James Wiseman may return with the Warriors to make his return to Memphis as well. Several setups, several narratives that'll be quite fun for the Grizzlies this year beyond their own aspirations to build off the playoff run next season. But at the end of the day, John Moran, obviously, is where the success for next season starts. But beyond him, the most critical component to the Grizzlies' success next year will be Jaron Jackson Jr. Some player odds are start. Some odds are starting to come out about individual awards when it comes to players across the NBA. There's some encouraging 
odds out there for Jaron Jackson Jr. why that could be a boost to his season in terms of his individual production next year. The NBA offseason is basically now in the slow part of the schedule when it comes to the NBA calendar. Though there still may be some moves made, many teams have made the needed upgrades that they wanted to so their teams can perform better next year. Well, you may have to do the same thing to your car when it comes to upgrading parts, and if that's the case, rockauto.com is the place for you. rockauto.com is very easy to use. Within a few clicks of the button, you should find what you need. And the thing is, is regardless of make and model or the part that you're looking for, rockauto.com is likely to have it. Whether you're someone who can do your own repairs, you do repairs for others, or you've got to get other people to do repairs, no matter your experience level, rockauto.com is very cost-friendly. They are family business. They've, they've been in business for over 20 years. They know that car parts a lot of times fall out of budget, so they try to make things as cost-friendly as possible. When you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. So the 2021-2022 NBA schedule is now out. And of course, if you're a Grizzlies fan, you love having options to choose from when it comes to which game you want to attend. And the thing about it with being the Grizzlies, there's no bad option. Well, the same thing can be when you want to add a tasty snack to your daily diet. That's not only a boost of energy, but is healthy for you as well, and that's Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, the best-tasting protein bar out there on the market. Have it in the morning as breakfast or in the afternoon as a snack. And if you go to Built.com right now, you've got over 18 different flavors to choose from when it comes to the different tastes that you can have with Built Bar. You also can put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Again, go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. A fun episode on Monday. I am welcoming David Williams and Isaac Simpson, the great duo of Grizzlies minds that cover the Grizzlies for Hoopball Grizzlies as part of the Hoopball Podcast Network. They will be joining me to do an off-season recap when it comes to Memphis. Obviously, some moves are still there to be made, but what's really stood out? What has left us scratching our heads a bit, but overall, why we're excited from what the Grizzlies have done this offseason? That'll be on Monday's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. David Williams and Isaac Simpson of Hoopball Grizzlies will be joining me for the show. So obviously we're talking about the 2021-2022 NBA schedule. It's going to start off with the bang. It's going to end with the bang for the Grizzlies with plenty of opportunities thanks to some you know needed rest days being built in. The Grizzlies are going to have plenty of opportunities to make sure they're in the position that they need to be in to make the most of their schedule. But we've been talking about it for weeks now. The Grizzlies have traded away players such as Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen. They've got future assets you know, in, in the process. But the big key is that the Grizzlies are really betting on the young talent they've acquired over the past two to three years to take the next step forward collectively and for, in some cases individually to really not only allow for this Grizzlies team to continue progressing towards being a sustainable winner, but doing it in a way that's going to be more successful in today's NBA game. Well, of course, before any NBA season, there are odds all over the place for different player awards, NBA wins totals, NBA championship odds, all those fun things. Well, BetOnline.ag, a title sponsor for our show, has released several of those odds over the past few weeks. So a few fun ones are the fact that John Morant has the 19th best MVP odds right now in the NBA. 
for Javarant to be considered in the top 20 running for the MVP certainly is a big deal when it comes to Memphis. If he can be in that top 20 or top 15 conversation, that definitely has to be an encouraging development when it comes to the Grizzlies. But another player that appears on multiple lists when it comes to futures odds for NBA awards is actually Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. appears both on the NBA Defensive Player of the Year odds awards, as well as the Most Improved Player Award when it comes to the, the BetOnline.ag's individual odds for individual awards next season. In terms of the NBA Defensive Player of the Year award, Jaron Jackson Jr. has the 18th best odds to win the award. Dylan Brooks himself actually has the 20th best odds. But it's the most improved player award where Jaron Jackson Jr., who's at a plus 1,600 right now, he has the sixth best overall odds to win most improved player. The reason why, now th this is not any inside information. This is not, you know, betterline.ag nor any other site that puts out betting odds. They don't have any inside information that would suggest Jaron Jackson Jr. clearly is going to be a, a much more impactful version of himself next year. But what it does say is this, is that it does say that for those in the know, Jaron Jackson Jr. certainly has the potential to not only take the step forward, we're all hoping he does next year, but can also do it on the defensive end of the court. We've talked about it all summer long. We've talked about it in terms of his potential extension. We've talked about him coming off an injury. We've talked about the fact that next year is going to be a critical, critical year when it comes to determining the overall type of value Jaron Jackson Jr. will have going forward as an NBA player. He is perfectly set up now after having a healthy offseason to where if he can combine the scoring, the source of scoring and shooting that he did during his second year, along with the defense and overall improvement across the board and his secondary skills when he came back from injury. If he can combine those two things together, you have a very, very impactful player on both ends of the court. At the end of last season, Jaron Jackson Jr. showed improved production when it came to rebounding, improved production when it came to turnover creation in terms of steals and blocks. In the playoffs, he played very good defense. Though his shooting did not come around, it did start to show a bit of improvement in the playoffs. If he could combine his shooting and scoring potential that he showed in his sophomore year with the defense and overall production in terms of rebounding and just being a general big man in his third year, that combination is a highly highly valuable, not only component for next year, but also if the Grizzlies were to extend him, you have to then be highly encouraged for the combination of John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. He turns 22 next month. Nobody is going to write him off. Nobody should in any way, shape, or form consider Jaron a bust if for some reason what we all hope to happen does not happen next year. But if Jaron Jackson Jr. is not only healthy, but he starts to get not only more consistent on both sides of the ball and continues to improve the secondary components of his game to support the offensive scoring and shooting that is unique for a player his size. If Jaron Jackson Jr. can do those things, these odds, how high he is on these lists 
shows the type of impact that he can make. We certainly have been patient, and he certainly has shown plenty of flashes of this potential. The key for Jaron Jackson Jr. is number one, to stay healthy, and the built-in rest days this year should help him out. Number one is to stay healthy, but number two, if the Grizzlies can get him back going, as he has been on both ends of the court at times during his career, if Jaron Jackson Jr. can put it all together next season, it could even be a bigger development than John Moran. We know what John Moran is. We know the level that John Moran can play at, and we know exactly what John Moran needs to improve to take that next step to potentially being a perennial all-star candidate and even all-NBA candidate in time. We know what John Moran needs to improve on. We need to now get some certainty about Jaron Jackson Jr. to have an idea of what he could be to complement. John Moran. Some encouraging odds. When it comes to most improved player of the year, I certainly would be putting some good money on those odds because I do think Jaron has one of the best chances at winning most improved player if he could stay healthy. He certainly has the skill set and the potential. Now it's turning it into production. You have to feel good under Taylor Jenkins and being healthy, what uh, former what players have done in the past doing that, you have to feel good about Jaron doing that this year. And if he can, that is going to be a huge, huge development for not only himself, but for the Grizzlies, especially if it can happen after he signed an extension this offseason. So some fun information in this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Some fun things to look forward to as far as the schedule goes. A good idea of when the Grizzlies may have a tough stretch of the schedule, when they could potentially make up for it through being at home or potentially, you know, facing some pretty manageable opponents on the schedule. A lot to look forward to and now it's fun to know the certainty of it. And then along with the schedule, really looking forward to Jaron Jackson Jr. getting right and getting back to the unbelievably talented player that we all know he is, and hopefully he will consistently show that next year. You can find the show and myself at StatsSAC on Twitter, the podcast, wherever it's available. Thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. We'll see you Monday.